Welcome to the Gridiron Breakdown, the football show for the fans, by the fans, where we discuss the X's and O's of each week's premier college and NFL games. Your hosts are Lindsey, Brian, Alan, Josh, and Jay. Now let's get to the breakdown. It's time for the Gridiron Breakdown. I'm Lindsay. I'm Brian. I'm Alan. I'm Josh. I'm Jay, and we're glad to have you in for Rivalry Week here on the Gridiron Breakdown. Appreciate you all being here. It's time for the college football season, for the most part, to wrap up this weekend and head long into another week of NFL. We got a lot to talk about, a huge load of games uh, to go through this week and our big Thanksgiving week buffet. But first things first, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We're doing the show a little early this week. Glad you're able to join us. Or if you're not joining us live, that's cool. Glad you're checking out the video archives or the audio. You can always find all of that at the gridironbreakdown.com, as you know. So do a quick update of the picks rankings. We're just we're just getting closer. Just everything's just kind of you know, it's like the trash compactor in Star Wars or something. Alan last week, eight and two, solid week, 79 and 48 on the year. So you got the one game lead on Brian, who went nine and one, 78 and 49 on the year. Lindsay, seven and three, 76 and 51. Josh, six and four, 74 and 53. I'm just got to say, everybody that far above 500, that's pretty darn impressive this deep into the season. So good, good work, everybody. Cause last year, two of us were underneath the, the boat. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. at this point, we were trying to pass the class. Of the well, at this rate, give me time. <laughs> well, we have 18 games this week, so a lot yeah. could change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't to come, I wasn't coming. feeling well last week when I actually had a good week, and now I'm back this week after six and four, and I knew it was going to be bad. I took way too many road teams last week, and um, <laughs> probably not going to learn from my mistake. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But lots to talk about. Like we say, it's rivalry week, and so I wanted to do a quick uh, just around the horn with the gang here. Favorite football rivalries, and the way I threw that to everybody is it could be a game, it could be players, it could be coaches, it could be champs, whatever you want that to mean. Just some of your favorite, like you, one of your favorite football rivalries. Alan, you're in the lead, so you get to start us off this week. You know, we're actually going to talk about mine, and mine's kind of obscure, but mine is the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe, because that is going to be the coolest trophy in sports. <laughs> it is a gigantic axe. They have a replica of the axe in the College Football Hall of Fame because they played this game for a long time. It is a it's freaking cool a trophy. It's the real trophy they keep the real, there? It's the real axe. They actually replaced it in like 2005 or something like that. So it's the first axe. Okay. That's okay. awesome. Cool. Very yeah. cool. cool. I just love that game, Minnesota, Wisconsin, old school, Big Ten football, and playing for a really cool trophy. Very cool. Brian, what about you? Favorite football rivalry out there? Well, I mean, being a Minnesota, growing up, Minnesota Vikings fan, it has to be Green Bay, Minnesota. Um, just Packer Week is huge here in Minnesota. And I think I mentioned it last week. It's maybe not as big to Green Bay people, but in Minnesota, that crosstown rivalry, no matter what sport, is a big deal. But this one's probably the biggest deal in Minnesota. They just love to beat the Packers. And they did, by the way. And so they did. I, I think we, we shared it in the text thread secretly. Kirk Cousins is having a pretty amazing year. And yeah. so – Pretty good stuff. Lizzie, you you were actually at a great rivalry. You talked about Lafayette Lehigh last week and they got I, up from it. But some I I did, yeah. And that's definitely one of my favorites. Anyone wants to listen to it that haven't, go back to our episode from last week, give it a listen right around the minute 31 mark. Gonna plug myself there for a sec. Lehigh did end up winning that one, by the way. So mm-hmm. pretty proud of that call. But yeah, I thought long and hard some top contenders that made my list Army versus Navy. It's just a fun game. I don't know if any of you have ever had the pleasure of yes. actually attending one, but they're they're just it's it's a whole different experience. But out of everything that I kept thinking of and mulling over in my head, I had to go with the home state on this one and say Virginia Tech. Virginia is got to be my favorite. It's nostalgic. I grew up with it. It was one of the few games uh, that Virginia Tech played. I was in the marching band. It was one of the few games we are allowed to not go to if we chose to not go because it was over the Thanksgiving holiday. 
So it was cool to like take a break and get to watch it with your family and friends and actually take part in the tailgating experience if you felt like it. So just a fun game. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Josh, how about you, man? Well, you know, um, my first favorite football team was the Oakland, Los Angeles, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. And, you know, the Raiders at the time, and this has been lost to history for a number of reasons, but, um, you know, for all the internal rivalries they have, the Raiders were the scourge of the league, of the universe, outlaw, hatred. I don't really have much of a sense of rivalry in in a certain sense in that um, it was my team versus the world, and, and that's kind of, you know, Al Davis, just win, baby, kind of informs my outlook on football, on, on life. I've tried to, you know, live my life by the principle of um, the vertical passing game and bump and run coverage and so um pretty much my philosophy is i like good things to happen to my team and i wish hatred and cess-ridden filth on everyone else's so um <laughs> rivalry schmivalry um just win all right well a good smattering of things there and of course we've got a big list of rival games to get into so let's waste no more time it is basically going to be an extended lightning round this week, gang, because we know it's Thanksgiving. Everybody's traveling. We're going to try to blow through a bunch of fun ones and uh, make a few notes as we go. So we start on Thursday, Thanksgiving, with the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss, 9-2, and two, goes over to Starkville to play Mississippi State, 7-4. and four. That's your 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern ESPN game. Josh, let's start with you on that one. This is probably we're we're getting off to a great start. This is probably the most interesting and an exciting game of the weekend for me with two of the most innovative, creative, and insane coaches in all of the land. True. And it's an in-state rivalry. Um, there's some really good players on this field, some guys who are gonna have a chance to do a thing or two in the NFL. Uh, for me, the key matchup in this one, Ole Miss is one of the top rushing offenses in the SEC, something I don't think everyone realizes. And Mississippi State has one of the most stout rush defenses, something that anyone who's ever followed Mike Leach has to be shocked by. Um, Picking this game, the Rebels had their best defensive performance in a decade against Texas A&M. But I'm not ready to say they have rediscovered defense. Mississippi State can score. They play really good defense. And another shocker, this this is one of my favorite statistics for 2021, guys. Mississippi State is number four in the nation in time of possession. That is not what you expect from an air raid offense. That is not what you expect from a Mike Leach team. I'm taking the Bulldogs at home tonight. The old the first chance, the chance at their first ten win regular season in school history. All right, you've got the Bulldogs, Lindsay. Who you got? Look, I, I know Matt. Coral and Lane Kiffin both were not pleased with the 31-17 Ole Miss uh, win against Vandy. Uh, But I'm betting, I mean, they should have won by a lot more, let's be clear. So I'm betting the Rebels are going to come out swinging on Thanksgiving Day to show that they are better than that. Uh, I don't think Coral's going to lose his last Egg Bowl, so give me Ole Miss to win 42-26. All right, Brian, Bulldogs or Ribs? Well, um, when I was researching this, I noticed that Mike Leach has never won an Egg Bowl since he's coached, except for, I think, his first one that he played in, or that he coached in. Uh, Give me Ole Miss to win this and keep that streak going. I believe they won the last eight. Mm -hmm. All right, and Alan, round us out. You know, this game should actually be a really good game. There should be lots of yards, lots of passing yards, specifically for Mississippi State, because running the ball is only a suggestion for them. Um, (laughs) And there's going to be a lot of points. Look, they figured out defense. What more do you want from them? You know, the last time this game was in Starkville, do you remember how that ended? Yeah, a lot of people got fired. (laughs) Yeah, the the guy – Got in the dog position and hiked the leg after he scored the, the touchdown. The New York Jets, Elijah Moore. Let's give him credit. Change Mississippi and, football forever. You know, so, so th- this is a heated rivalry. Like, I feel like Jackie Sherrill's going to come out of the stands and like clothesline somebody or give them a McDonald's bag full of money. Um, but this should be an exciting game. But here's the thing. 
Miss State has the better defense. They're at home, and they got the cowbells. So give me more cowbell. I'm taking State 38-35. to 35. All right, so we're half Klinga, half lane train on the oh, show. Right. I believe they called that game, Alan, the piss, the miss, and the double dismiss. <laughs> 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 that is outstanding. So because well, the piss of things, led to the extra point miss, and then yep. the two the two leaders of the other squad had yeah, to go to the current <laughs> offensive coordinator of Oregon, Joe Moorhead, and uh, offensive line coach at Georgia, Matt Luke. So uh, they they went on to other things. So uh, things that are not outstanding are the next two teams' records, but they've been playing <laughs> each other since 1930. So that's why we talk about it. Turkey mm. daytime. We're talking about the Chicago Bears somehow three and seven still i don't know how they got three on the road to take on the detroit lions who aren't completely defeated they're oh nine and one that's your 11 30 12 30 if you're done with the parade and you're still making uh, stuff and want to have football on fox game go ahead i mean look it's not great but it is tradition to watch these teams play uh, at least the Lions on on thanksgiving brian start us off on this one man who you got man i mean the lions haven't won anything yet but the freaking Bears lost to a backup quarterback that nobody even knew. Not even Rich Eisen knew who the hell was. Had to <laughs> Google him to figure out who he was. I got to go with Detroit picking up their first win at home here. They play well on Thanksgiving usually. They're going to get it here. I'm going Detroit. All right. Josh, what do you say? Matt, <clears throat> I want Detroit to win. <clears throat> and, and, and I'm trying to talk myself into doing it, you know, the fans last week, they were chanting, fire Matt Nagy, fire Matt Nagy. And I mean, you know, <laughs> raise your hand. All right. I know that it's primarily been in the college world, but there have been 5,000 football coaches and Matt Nagy is not one of them. Raise your hand if you had that going into Thanksgiving weekend. No. Um, <laughs> you know, the Bears are juggling quarterbacks. Is it going to be Fields? Is it going to be Dalton? Is All it of the last be... I heard. Yeah. All right. You know. Look, is it going to be some dude from Saskatchewan State, which I'm not holding, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not ruling out right now. You know, look, the Lions, they're playing hard. They're trying, but they're 9 and one for a lot of reasons. I don't remember the last time I've seen them win on Thanksgiving. They generally don't. I don't like the Bears, and they're a terrible team, but I'm taking the Bears to, to win this one against Detroit. All right, Alan, who you got? You know, this game will not be great football by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination. Nope. It is going to be ugly. If if you if you've already finished your your Thanksgiving lunch by by halftime, you know, you're going to be asleep for the second half, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm going to reluctantly pick Chicago. I don't really feel comfortable with it, but give me Chicago 17 to 16. All right, Lindsay, round us out. Well, I'm going to split the board again, guys, because I'm on Brian's <laughs> side with this one. <laughs> I just feel like Detroit has to break their losing streak at some point, right? Both teams have injuries. No. And well, <laughs> I, I believe it. I feel it in my heart. Look, I know picking the upset has not been working out for me, at least last week. But the Lions have been at least looking as competitive as the Bears recently. And with a lot up in the air right now as far as who's playing, I'm going to take the Lions to win 24-21. All right. I so think their quarterback always... actually played at Saskatchewan State. It's not yeah, because yeah, it's Jared not Jared Goff, Goff right? Yeah, yeah. so it, it is some hey, guy. I don't know. be the name. first nobody that beat the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> won't be the last either so uh, <laughs> no. well we move on to friday um for a game i didn't know had a name but uh, I, i'm today years old when i learned this uh iowa nine and two on the road to take on the three and eight nebraska corn huskers where scott frost is definitely safe uh, as as we know in this game they call this one the heroes game um this is going to be your 12 30 1 30 big 10 network game of the week Lindsay, you know more about nebraska than anybody here uh, go ahead and start us off with this one sure so so far <laughs> this year <laughs> thanks jay that's what that sounded like <laughs> no i got this i got this one guys. at least one of her hands right now you know they're both right here <laughs> Oh, man. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so far this year, Nebraska is 
actually wiping the floor with Iowa in points and yards. So how is Nebraska tied for last place and Iowa tied for first? And I have one (laughs) word for you, turnovers. Nebraska could potentially beat any Big Ten team, but they have to learn how to stop beating themselves first. They are their own worst opponent. So consider this, though. Seven out of eight of Nebraska's losses were by only one score. That ties the FBS record for a season. Now, I waffled back and forth with this for a while, but ultimately, I think the numbers that Nebraska has been putting up are going to produce a win here and they're at home so i'm going to give them a little bit of the home field advantage give me the corn huskers to win 27 24 all right we go to josh's home state iowa next josh tell us what what, what we got here but what else can we say about iowa yeah well you know look um gosh i've talked about them we talked iowa has been more um a part of the football season than than i think any of us would have imagined and you know We'll talk about or wanted you know, to. Um, in some cases, also true. But you know, there's an expression about you know how someone couldn't kick their own ass, um, a team couldn't kick their own ass. That's the only thing Nebraska can do. Um, the Adrian Martinez is the best player on both teams every time he's behind center. Um, you know, good point. Lindsay hit it for me. You know, Iowa is really all right, despite despite the absolute ineptitude on offense, they are legitimately both an outstanding defense and one of the great takeaway defenses. Nebraska does not yet understand ball security. um, And and that's why I'm going to take the Hawkeyes on the road in this one is I truly believe that the Adrian Martinez, he'll make some good plays. I don't think this is going to be a, you know, we joked about this, you know, a 3-2 game, a 2 nothing game in four overtimes. Um, Martinez will get some points, but he's absolutely going to be the reason that Nebraska is going to lose. And he's playing the kind of defense that actually excels in those instances. So I will take the Hawkeyes in a close, in a ga- in a close game, in a game that might actually be uglier than the Detroit-Chicago Thanksgiving Day game. <laughs> that's that's saying something alan uh, who you got here well i'm i'm gonna disclose something i originally picked the corn huskers until it was disclosed that adrian martinez will not be playing on saturday due to a shoulder what? injury exactly mm-hmm. they'll be turning to a young quarterback who has little experience against the iowa defense that's pretty salty and can turn the ball over i will say this i do find it hilarious that nebraska is somehow a three-point favorite in this right? game, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but and it also, no guys, do y'all know? Do you know that Iowa only averages 177 passing yards a game for the year? That's, that's higher than I would have guessed. More than I thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so with no Adrian Martinez, I'm just gonna flip it. Give me Iowa 19, Nebraska 15. All right, Brian finishes off here, man. I'm picking Iowa in this game as well. That defense is what's going to give me this win here. I don't have faith in Nebraska. Iowa's defense is is definitely for for real. That's for sure. Well, another Friday game. This one in the mid afternoon. The battle line rivalry they call it. Missouri six and five, ball eligible with the Alpha Nerd dropping some uh, serious dunks on Dan Mullen. Rest in peace, Florida coach. At an Arkansas seven and four. This is your CBS two thirty three thirty game, depending on your time zone. There should be an interesting matchup. It really could be. Brian, let's start with you on this one, bud. I like how Arkansas played uh, Alabama. Uh, I have to go with them at home to win this game. I think they're a decent football team. Um, so I like Arkansas. All right, Josh, you've been on Arkansas's train. Are you sticking with them this year or are you going Mizzou? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with them. You know, I'm, I'm happy for Missouri and um, Drinkwitz and, and that whole team going to a bowl game, um, punking Florida and, and, and finishing off the Mullen regime. I hope. The doctors have refused to let Traylon Burks play this week. Although, man, I just I just gotta say that was that was a gritty that was a man's performance in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressed. But look, 
Arkansas is a really good team. They're not deep. They're not perfect, but they are fast. They're physical. And, you know, um, in, in the awful CBS broadcast of the Alabama um, Arkansas game, they had four goals um, for, for this season. This game was one of them. And I think that even coming off of what had to be a tough loss, I think they still have to feel good about the way they played. And I think that their physicality and speed on both sides of the ball, I think that's going to set them apart from a nice Missouri team. And I think that Arkansas wins at home, gets that eighth win. And, um, you know, Sam Pittman should be the SEC coach of the year. He really should. All right. Alan, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, Arkansas has shown they can score against anybody not named Georgia, pretty much. Of course, I think that goes for most everybody. But (laughs) So, I mean, let's face it, K.J. Jefferson is special. Uh, He is somewhat raw, but he has talent for days. Um, He just seems to get better and better. And Missouri struggles to score. Their defense is okay, but let's be honest, they beat a Florida team that's pretty awful. So I'm going to go with the Hogs. I'm going to call it 38 to 20. All right, Lizzie. Josh, I think you said it. Arkansas is strong on both sides of the ball. I think that's something that Missouri just does not have. Offensively, both teams are relatively evenly matched, but Arkansas's defense is definitely going to show Missouri who's boss here. I like the Razorbacks to win 32 to 24. All right, so it's Razorbacks across the board. I will say, for all of Missouri's offensive problems, Tyler Beatty, their running back, 1,385 yards, 13 touchdowns on the year. He ain't half bad, y'all. So uh, lead the SEC in rushing. Wouldn't Would have never guessed that. I learned that last <laughs> week. Athway and I were talking about that. And I looked it up, and I said, holy cow, would have never bought that. But okay. So um, it's mostly because they don't do much else. So, well, this next one gets uh, the first award tonight for the least creative name you could possibly come up with. Really, this is all we've got in my <laughs> current state, the Carol. Carolina State game, uh, North Carolina six and five on the road to take on the hated Wolfpack at NC State eight and three. That's your Friday night six p.m. seven p.m. ESPN game. Sam Howell, Willie Willie, not kind of cagey. We don't know. Josh, what do you think, man? Uh, Tar Heels or Wolfpack here? You know, I remember going back to the preview that um, I thought and I thought UNC was going to be a lot better than they were. NC State, though, has actually been pretty close to what I thought they'd be. <clears throat> That's it. They're a good program. It's a good team. And, you know, NC, UNC, when you strip away, as, as Mac Brown would like us to do, all of the preseason expectations, <clears throat> in fairness, they have had good moments, but I don't see a team that I trust to be – you know, they're inconsistent from game to game, from quarter to quarter. NC State, not special, but I feel like I have a better sense of, of who they are. And I know that rivalry games, the saying is, you know, you throw records out the window, you throw logic out the window. Blah, blah. I think NC State's a better football team this year, and they're going to have their home crowd behind them. So give me the Wolfpack to get their ninth win this um, this week. All right, Lindsay, what do you say? I'm with Josh. I just think NC State is the better team. This is also their last opportunity to head to the ACC championship here, so they should be pretty motivated to win this one. I like the Wolfpack here, 34-27. to Yeah, for that to happen real quick, they've got to win, and they need uh, – yeah, they got to have uh, that happen, and they got to have Wake to go down to Boston College, and then they'll be in mm-hmm. a three-way tie with Wake and, and Clemson and them, and they'll have the tiebreaker, which would be – crazy but yep. we've seen weirder this year alan who you got i'm picking nc state mainly for this reason under no circumstance should clemson be allowed anywhere near charlotte in the <laughs> acc championship game so this is my one surefire way to keep that from happening i know if wake beats bc they're in but this is like my stopgap. so i'm riding with the wolf pack you you are the accountant we have to have the blue wall i got mm-hmm. you i got you mm-hmm. brian round us up Make it four for four. I'm taking NC State as well. Sweet. All right. We are all too sweet uh, tonight uh, for, for NC State over UNC. So uh, very cool. Very cool. Well, we round out uh, our Friday action with um, a game that shows a real interesting distinction this year. 
the teams started with coaches and have both moved on from them for different reasons. Neither coach actually ever coached in an Apple Cup, despite being there for two seasons because last year's was canceled due to COVID. Of course, I'm talking about Washington State, six and five, on the road to take on the Washington Huskies, four and seven. It's also a seven o'clock, eight o'clock FS1 game. Josh, you spent some time out in Washington in your days. I know you know a good bit about both of these teams. Kick us off. Tell us who's winning the Apple Cup this year because, man, it's, it's really a coin flip. You know, and, it, and it's crazy to me. This is one of the weirdest Apple Cups where, um, you know, like you said, two guys who, who coached um, and, and are not there in, in Jimmy Lake and um, um, Rolovich, and neither one of them got to coach in this game. You know, for me, it really, it's going to come down to this, you know, similar to the um, the Carolina State game, which I'm with you. That's do better guys you know let's let's right. hire a marketing firm let's 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 rebrand i can that. recommend a few down the road <laughs> absolutely i have um, the name uh, of one <laughs> uh, yeah so so anyway anyway um apple cup great rivalry name two suboptimal teams but wazoo with with despite all of their turmoil and whatnot wazoo has been a very respectable team. Um, you know, they played Oregon very tough at Eugene um, a couple weeks ago before Oregon went down um, against um, the two Utes. Um, <laughs> I like uh, I, I, I like Wazoo in this one. Um, neither team is very good, but, um, you know, Washington removed from bowl eligibility. They're full on in their coaching search. And I think, um, I think Washington State's going to get to – you know, they're six and five. I think they're going to get a seventh win and they're going to get one more game out of their interim staff. Oddly enough, if they win and Oregon loses, Washington State's going to the Pac 12 championship. <laughs> so. And hey, that or you know, we'll get to it. Oregon yeah. Oregon State game could be Not, competitive. Wazoo's yeah. got a very realistic chance of, of playing in the Pac 12 tournament. Which is wild. Jake Dyker doing good work there as an interim might get the, the nod as it as it is. Uh, Brian, who, who you got in the Apple Cup, man? I didn't know who to pick on this one. I looked at all the history on this and Washington seems to own this rivalry. So I went with Washington. All right. You're going with, with history. You might not be wrong. Lindsay, who you got? Uh, this came down to one thing for me as far as picking. And that was turnovers, which Washington likes to do a lot. And I think Washington <laughs> state will absolutely take advantage of that. I like Washington State in a close game, though, 24-23. All right, Alan, round us up. You know, I know we like to make fun of Iowa's offense, but has anybody ever actually watched the Washington offense this year? It's pretty bad. It's bad. I mean, it's really bad. PTSD, because I have. (laughs) And here's the thing, okay, when you think of Washington State, what do you think? You think six, eight wins in a bowl game, right? They're right on track. They're doing what they do historically. Um, Washington State's the better football team. They're the better coach team. They're more disciplined. So I'm riding with the Cougs. I think I will call it 23-16. to 16. Washington right. State gets the win. All right. So everybody likes it kind of close. Brian going out on the limb with Washington. But uh, you may not be wrong, man. These guys may get up one more time for it. We, History we will see. in the home field. Yep, yep. Before we get to our Saturday slate, which is the biggest piece of this, got to give a shout out to our buddy Matt Presto, who dropped by to drop a couple comments. Of course, it's hail to Pitt, Pitt winning the ACC Coastal, and he just has one question. Somebody get Alan a Coastal Champions uh, shirt because it's time for Pitt to put him up on sale. If I get you one, Alan, will you actually wear it on the show? That's the I will wear I it on the show if somebody gets me one. <laughs> I may have to make that happen. Presto, make that happen, and you, you shall be fulfilled, my friend. <laughs> So uh, I don't uh, care if I'm in an iron lung or death. I'll show up for the show that Alan's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, that will be appointment viewing after some of the decrees that were made. Or uh, uh, let's yeah. get into Saturday here, and let's kick it off with the big one: the game, Ohio State, ten and one on the road to take on the Michigan Wolverines. Also ten and one. That's your eleven a.m., twelve noon Fox kick. Everybody's going to be there. Fox is there. Uh, I think you know game day is going to be there from ESPN. I even think CBS drug their lousy crew out there for this one because everybody knows what's up on Saturday morning. This should be an interesting one. And it's for, I mean, it's for a shot in the Big 12, uh, not in the Big 12, the Big 10 championship, but also maybe a shot at the playoffs too. A lot riding here on this one. Lindsay, start us off. Uh, who you got? 
Well, a spot in the Big Ten championship game is at stake here, and I just don't see Ohio State letting that go. The Buckeyes have been winning too big, and Michigan has been winning. They have the same record, but not handily enough to make me think that they could pull out a win here. I don't think it'll be a double-digit win or anything, but give me the Buckeyes, 27-21. All right. Buckeyes for you. Alan, who you got? You know, this is a really difficult game to pick. I am actively rooting in my heart of hearts for the khaki. I really <laughs> am because my hatred for Ohio State is fairly deep. Well but, but documented on the show. By the way. <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. I mean, C.J. Stroud in that passing game with those receivers, I just don't think Michigan can contain them for four quarters. I don't know that Michigan can score enough points to offset that. I think they can keep it close for two quarters, maybe three, but at some point Chris Olave is going to get open and C.J. Stroud's going to make that pass for a big play when the Buckeyes need it most. So give me the Buckeyes. I'm going to call it 31 to 20. 31 to 20. We'll go there. All right, Josh. <clears throat> I hate both of these teams with the heat of a thousand suns, uh, which, you know, I mean, I hate most teams, but I really hate these guys. Um, this is not all that difficult. Look, um, you know, everybody in the world is going to be there. And, and there are so many um, non-family friendly, non-gridiron breakdown friendly analogies to make. The, the safest one I can go with is all dressed up and nowhere to go. Look, I don't think this is going to be as one-sided as what Ohio State just did to Michigan State. But that's kind of what we're looking at here. It's not even going to be close. Um, you know, look, make plans to take your kids, you know, ice skating or, or you know, better yet, hand them a Nintendo Switch or something like that. Um, this game's going to be over early. Ohio State is going to hammer the Wolverines. And, you know, the only good thing that comes out of that is Michigan and Harbaugh loses, but Ohio State is going to absolutely obliterate Michigan. All right. You've got Ohio State. Brian, are you the uh, four for four? Or are you the tiebreaker here on this one? Tiebreaker? Or uh, uh, string breaker, whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man. The lone wolf. <laughs> there, there you go. The, the wolverine in the distance. Yes. Uh, Harbaugh is playing in what? His eighth or ninth one of these i can't remember i thought it was seventh he has never won one of them never and it ain't happening this year guys (laughs) uh michigan maybe 10 and one but that's not a good 10 and one to me uh give me ohio state i like josh says big all right so everybody's on the buckeyes uh here i i don't know that i could totally argue you know we go to another game that's at the same time frame that I'm not sure anyone's going to watch, <laughs> but uh, except alumni and maybe Danny Cannell. The Sunshine Showdown, Florida State 5-6 and six on the road to take on the Florida Gators 5-6, and six, no longer led by Dan Mullen, 11-12 noon on ESPN. I'm sure when ESPN tabbed this one, they thought this was going to be way more interesting, but oh well, so we got to put something on, so here we go. Uh, I don't know, Brian, who, who you got, man? Seminoles, Gators, I – what, what's happening here? They're fighting for a bowl. I'm going with Florida to rally behind a team after they finally get rid of their coach. It seems to always help a team. So give me Florida to win this game. I just have no faith. In Unless you're team. Virginia Tech. <laughs> mm. hey All, right, jo- All right, Josh. All right, Josh. You know, look. God, I mean, how the mighty have fallen you know i I was like you know do i want to go with might as well be walking on the sun or walking on sunshine for this this one you know you know it really it's bill withers ain't no sunshine is is how i'm feeling about these two teams in this game and look if you watch this game as i as i tease my pick watch it on mute because it's going to be four hours of you know um and and people waving their arms it's going to be painful i don't think native americans ever did that i think it's just you know five thousand drunk florida rednecks um in, in in tallahassee but you know look the the seminoles play with some heart they don't have particular skill or or, or talent um the gators showed up for exactly one game it was about 47 weeks ago 
Um, yeah, I, I think the Seminoles are going to win. And if you've got the misfortune after you turn from the game because it's over six minutes in, hit the mute button and, and watch bad football um, in, in, in the Sunshine State, Knowles win. All right, Lindsay, Gators or Knowles? I have watched this story a few times this year. Florida started the year out very strong and has since declined to what can only be described as embarrassing. And now to add to it, they have joined the ranks of 13 other teams with no head coach, which as Brian put it, they could rally behind him. I could absolutely see that happening, but I don't see that happening because while they have declined Florida state after starting the year, zero and four has steadily improved. And I think all of what every hullabaloo, let's call it hullabaloo surrounding mm. Florida is going to take its toll. And I think that's going to be great for the Seminoles. Give me Florida State to win 27-25. All right, Alan finishes off. Brian, I like where you're going. And I went down that that uh, pig trail for a minute until I got to think, who is actually going to coach this Florida team? They already fired the defensive coordinator. The head coach was essentially the offensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure they fired the offensive line coach. So I'm pretty sure they got some graduate assistant over there who's probably just going to be coaching the team. And like Josh and uh, Lindsey pointed out, Florida State has been getting better. So give me the Knowles. It won't be pretty. It won't be exciting. But give me the Knowles 27 to 21. Can actually source this. They paid the special teams coach an extra ten grand this week to coach the team for the week. So that's uh, nice little that's bonus. A, you know, uh, you I want to take it for five. It, yeah. So, you know what? Good. I wouldn't have. I don't. Nah, I'm not. No. Good, good work if you could get it. So, <laughs> well, moving to the midday, the Land Grant Trophy, Penn State seven and four on the road to take on those Michigan State Spartans nine and two, licking the wounds as as Joshua alluded to. Ohio State put it to them last weekend. They get a chance to redeem this week though. Two thirty, three thirty. This one's on ABC. Alan, start us off here. Oh, you had to come to me first on the game. <laughs> I have the least faith in. Um, <laughs> So, so here's the thing. It all comes down to how much faith do I have in Penn State being able to score the football? Dotson's a great receiver, very electric. He's going to be make a lot of money on Sundays. But Sean Clifford is maybe just a, a step above Spencer Petros as far as Big Ten quarterback pecking order. Um, I trust Michigan State to score a little more, even though their defense is not very good. Um I'll ride with Sparty 27 to 20 on this one. All right, Brian. This series is tied 17, 17, really? and one. All time. Wow. That. wow. 17, 17, and one. Um, man, Michigan state just has looked awful lately. Uh, give me Penn state to win this one. You like Penn state in this one. All right. Very cool. Josh, who you got? <clears throat> you know, I've seen Michigan state bounce back. Michigan, uh, you know, and and here again, right, state. Uh, sorry, they're both state. Sparty's got a horrendous secondary, and Jahan Dotson has been one of my favorite players this year. I I expect that despite the quarterback malpa- malpractice of, um, of of the Sean Clifford, that the Jahan Dotson is going to get out there. He's going to make a play or two, but there's one of him <clears throat> when they when Michigan State played Ohio State last week. <clears throat> there were like 19 of those guys. Kenneth Walker III, you know, he only had five carries. Penn State's got a good defense. Walker three is not going to have necessarily an easy day against these guys. But I've seen Tucker's team rally from losses before. And getting a 10th regular season win and that um, springing them into to bowl season, I just think – I think Michigan State is 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 better. Penn State can't run the football, and I don't think that despite Michigan State's deficiencies in in pass defense, I don't think Penn State can exploit that enough to get the win. So give me a Sparty party in East Lansing. All right, Lindsay. Man, well, see Penn State's record clearly she not Michigan State until she heard me break it down. She's like, I can't agree with Josh again. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that is not true, per se. But <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Well, Penn State's losses were respectably 
close. Now, poor Sparty. I, they will come out swinging with something to prove after Ohio State just did depraved things to that team. But I'm not sure they'll be able to make that comeback. I like Penn State to win still, 24-21. All right. A couple of upsets in that one. We stay in the 2.30 slot on Saturday. Heading on down to the Plains for CBS. It's the Iron Bowl. Alabama 10 and 1 on the road to take on 6 and 5. Auburn. Lindsay, let's start with you on that one. <laughs> My only note for this game is Alabama, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so roll tie 42 21. True. Josh, go ahead. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was nervous about this one because I've seen the, you know, I've seen this movie and I know what happens. Auburn was looking like a very competent, pesky team and an outstanding Alabama team, but one with significant flaws and issues, just prime for an upset. And then Andres Carlson and and um and the Bo Nicks got hurt out for the season. And, and so for me, you know, I could have stopped with Lindsay, but you guys know that, you know, why, why stop with the two word answer when I can go for, you know, seven, eight, 14 minutes, Alabama's big issue is still in their (laughs) secondary and back end. And Auburn doesn't have the kind of vertical speed, even though Finley is a vertical passer, Auburn's offense functions on the ground game and when they throw it's backs and tight ends not receivers getting behind um the secondary i think alabama will give up some yards i don't think they'll give up points i think auburn's defense will hang in there for a while but they'll get worn out and it's just going to really come down to how long does it take bama to find and and o'brien to find what the winning um, recipe is going to be on offense. Bama's going to win comfortably, and I didn't think I would be saying that um, two or three weeks ago. I really didn't. Alan? Yeah, I mean, this game, you know, you said it earlier, Jay, when we were just talking, you know, it's like, boy, how things have changed in two weeks. Yeah, and they really fast. have. <laughs> I mean, Auburn really was looking good, and then they – blew the game to Miss State, had injuries, and that game against South Carolina was just an atrocity. When Shane, when the opposing coach comes out in the second half, yeah, we just ran two plays the entire second half. It's like, okay. Yep. You know what? This Alabama team is good, not great. Uh, they're good enough to beat this Auburn team, uh, even though I still to this day will tell you that stadium and that ground is cursed. Is cursed. I, I've been there. I know. But give me Alabama 38 to 17. All right, Brian, finish this off. As you know, Jay, I tried to find a way to say Auburn would win this game. I yeah. did. And I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> Bama's going to win and they're going to win easily. So give me Bama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, to be fair, I talked you out of it over text. <laughs> <laughs> We don't be buried in that pet cemetery this year. No, that's for sure. This next one, uh, they changed the name of the game. They haven't come up with a new one. So Josh Hathaway went ahead and did it for him. It's the Portlandia Bowl as Oregon State, seven and four, goes on the road to take on those Oregon Ducks, nine and two, fresh off of blowing their chances at the playoffs. That'll be your 230-330 ESPN. So when Bama's done pummeling Auburn for a quarter, you can flip over and see what's happening uh, out west uh, for something that may be more entertaining. Alan, uh, who you got in this one, man? You know, this is still the Civil War. You know, I hope the FCC doesn't shut us down for saying that, but <laughs> I digress. This used to be one of my favorite rivalries. In the late 90s, early 2000s, this was a very competitive game, uh, very back and forth, and then Oregon kind of took over, and Oregon State sucked for a long time, a really long time. But this Oregon State team is not bad. They play tough. They run the ball. They got opportunistic defense. And this Oregon team is just beaten up. They're injured. Some of their best players are just not on the field because they're hurt. I'm going to take the Beavers to win 27-24. to 24, And if the Portlandia bowl doesn't stick, I say we call it the Battle of the Webfoots. <laughs> Lindsay, who you got? 
Well, man, Oregon really let me down losing that bad to the Utes Saturday. <laughs> I thought it'd at least be close. I was so wrong. Uh, but as an added bonus, if they win this game, they lock in their spot to represent the Pac-12 North in the championship. So that'll give them another shot at the Utes if they win this game. Yay! The two um, Utes games. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to keep beating the My Cousin Vinny train for the rest of this show. I'm going to work it in at least seven more times. <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to that, Josh. So... Oregon State, the last time they beat Oregon at Oregon was in 2007. So they've lost every time. And I think that streak is going to stay alive. Give me the Webfoots to win 34 to 32 reluctantly. But that's what, fool me once. Hopefully they won't <laughs> fool me twice. All right, Brian, ducks or beavers? What you just said is exactly the same reason I'm going with Oregon. When I looked at this rivalry, I noticed that they only win when they're at home, Oregon State does, and they don't win ever when they're in Oregon. So give me Oregon to win this as well. All right, Josh, does the legend of Austin hold up or are you going against the grain? You know, uh, <laughs> look, I, I, I've got, again, a, a, a litany of inappropriate, immature jokes that I'm going to um, refrain from making. You know, I've been calling for an Oregon loss um, really since that, um, you know, going back to the first week of the playoff standings. I knew it was coming. And, and Alan's right on this. They are beat up. They are not. Um, they are not deep. Their depth has been depleted due to injury, and they went on a nice run and survived games. I know they're going to be disappointed for not only having lost and lost their chance at the playoffs, and 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 really getting dusted bad by the Utes. Um, but I do think. I still think they're a good football team. They're just not a great one. I think in some ways, now that that loss is out, I think that Coach Cristobal is going to be able to rally them and, and get them to turn their attention to winning this, this nameless poll and how on earth the Civil War traveled to Portland, a state that wasn't even a state at the time. Um, I don't even know. But – I do. I like I like the Ducks at home. I think they're going to shake this off, get a tenth win, um, get a potential rematch against the Utes and um, in, in the two Utes Bowl. And and you know it won't matter for the playoffs. But Oregon State is really good, and I wasn't sure where I was going to go with this. Hearing that the Beavers never win in Eugene, and there are a lot of teams that can't win at Outson. Also kind of help, but I do. I think that Cristobal and the Ducks, they're going to bounce back. They're going to rebound. It won't be a blowout. It will be close, but I think Oregon's going to win. All right. We move on to another afternoon game for Paul Bunyan's Axe. Alan, you referenced this one earlier. The Wisconsin Badges, 8-3. and three, On the road to take on those Minnesota Golden Gophers, 7-4. Rowing that gopher boat, 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Fox game in the afternoon. Brian, it's your home state, man. So you lead us off on this one. Man, this is interesting because Wisconsin, what a difference between the beginning of the year and now for that team. I mean, they couldn't score. They played like crap. And then now they can score and they're doing better. And I mean, they're they on found a running back. Win, yeah. If they win this game, that that Big Ten West is theirs. Mm -hmm. It's just theirs. Um, Minnesota, on the other hand, uh, play great defense. They're a good defensive team. They lose games they shouldn't, which is sad, really sad. Um, and they're just injured at running back. If Muhammad Ibrahim was in this game, mm -hmm. this would be an easy pick for me with Minnesota winning this game. No doubt about it. With the other guys that they lost, Potts and, and – uh, Williams as well out. They're down to two rookies at, at running back. Now the two rookies have played decent, decent ball, but they're not the other three guys. Uh, so it made it really tough for me. That all said, 
I'm going with the defense here at home to hold out Wisconsin, take the ax back for the first time in, I don't know, two or three years. And Minnesota is going to win this game. All right. Going with the Gophers. Josh, who you got? <clears throat> Man, I was afraid he was going to be a homer and, and go with the Gophers because I'm going to do it too. Look, I slept through too many Wisconsin football games this year to trust <laughs> these badges. Um, look, if, if Graham Mertz makes it onto the field, there's two interceptions or an interception and a fumble lost right off the bat. Um, Minnesota, I mean, look, Alabama, Minnesota, who's got more scholarship running backs? I don't know. That, you know, um, Alcorn State's got more scholarship running backs than those two teams combined, but um, – Brian gave me a reason beyond, you know, um, wretched homerism defense. This is a good defensive team and they do run the ball. Well, and you know, man, I I agree. Look, I loved watching Ibrahim run last year. I liked, he ran so well against Ohio state in that, um, season opener on Thursday. Um, the Gophers can run the football. They're at home, got a defense. And, and and I really just, I look, I, I watched them. I picked for them. I picked against them. Army almost gave me what would have been my favorite upset of the season in that one. I don't respect the Wisconsin. So um, I'm, I'm going to take the Minnesota in this one. And, and I'm, I'm riding with um, PJ Fleck and the Gophers. And what do they do? Do they, do they row their row boat, the boat ashore? Do they? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember which God awful cliche he's got, but yeah. Give me the Gophers. All right, Lindsay. This is not the same Wisconsin we saw at the beginning of the season. Brian said it, and I will stand behind that. I think both teams are really close. Statistically, Wisconsin's just slightly better. I'm going to take the new Wisconsin to win 27 to 24. All right, Alan, who you got? You know, y'all talking about defense. The Badgers play defense. They're really good on defense. Their only problem for the first half of the season was they had no offense and the defense was on the field for 40 minutes a game. They run the ball. They play defense. And let's be honest, honest, Wisconsin has owned this rivalry for the last 20 years. So I'm going to go with the Badgers on the road. Give me Wisconsin 23 to 20. All right, we're split ticket again on that one. Uh, another one in lack of uh, creativity, but they've been playing the darn game since 1899. Texas A&M, LSU, and m 8-3, and LSU 5-6. and six. Uh, One of these teams doesn't have a coach, uh, but wants the other teams. Uh, this is your 6 p.m., 7 p.m. ABC <laughs> game uh, on uh, Saturday night here. I, I don't know if it's going to be much. I, LSU, can they keep fighting? Who knows? Uh, Josh, who you got? Well, you know, uh, this is the Covet Bowl. Um, LSU is coveting <laughs> Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> really, look, is it, this this is not going to be a, a very good – LSU's bad. Texas A&M, pretty good. they got to be really – they've got to be really annoyed that they let that game um, in in Oxford, in the Grove, get away from them, that they, that they didn't acquit themselves better. That's done and over with. Uh, there's, you know, I didn't realize that this game has been played for this long. There really isn't much pedigree here. So what it comes down to is it, it's two football teams. And I know this is happening in Baton Rouge, which is also cursed ground and, and weird things happen, but not this week. Texas A&M is just better and, and, and by a lot. So, um, yeah, give me give me the Aggies over LSU, and I don't think it's going to be a particularly close or entertaining game. Brian, I got A and M winning this one as well. I I just think they're the better team all around. All right, Lindsay. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Texas A and M better team on both sides of the ball by a long shot. I like them to win thirty twenty seven. All right, Alan. I'd like to do the record to find out when the last time somebody beat Alabama, Auburn, and LSU, but lost to Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas in the same season. <laughs> like it's been a long time. <laughs> but guys, this LSU team's not great. A&M's got the better defense, so I'll go with the Aggies, twenty-four to twenty. 
All right, Aggies across the board there. The Palmetto Bowl is up next. Clemson 8-3, and three, hanging on to their slim hopes of getting back to Charlotte for the ACC Championship, though this won't matter in that contest. Taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks, and Shane Beamer once was just overwhelmed by the freaking four stars in front of him, or five stars from Georgia. Got his team in a bowl game. 6-30, SEC Network Game of the Week. Allen, who you got? You know, it really pains me to say this, but Clemson is playing better football. And South Carolina is just not that great. They play hard, but, you know, they just don't got the players to keep up with Clemson. I know Clemson has some injuries, but I'll, I'll take Dabo and his gang of unsightly orange people, 34 to 20. <laughs> Crack Tigers. Lindsay, who you got? The Oompa Loompas. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all night. Yeah. While I'm still, <laughs> well, I'm still hoping to see a little beamer ball here. And to be clear, I do still think Clemson is way overhyped, but I cannot deny that they are the better team in this particular match. So I guess I will pick Clemson to win 27-15. Brian? I got Clemson as well. I just can't see them losing this game. All right, Josh. I was prepared to take South Carolina in the upset until I saw Clemson finally really actually play better against Wake last week. Um, I know that they're the most talented team. It just hasn't manifested itself on, on the field very often. And, and, and Beamer, you know, God bless Shane. Um, he's a good guy. He's a good coach. And he's gotten a very, a very average group of Gamecocks to, to play hard and win. But I, I think the talent is going to win out. And even though Dabble's an unwashed asshole, um, I think Clemson's going to win this one. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to Bedlam to round out the oh, college man. slate here. Oklahoma 10 and one on the road to taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys 10 and one. It's your 6-30, ABC game of the week to round it out. Josh, go ahead and throw that pick on us. Man, I knew you were going to go to me first. Um, I, look, I've been back and forth in this one. Um, and man, it, it was tough. It, it was tough for me, but I'm look, I'm going to go with this Oklahoma finally having gotten that loss that they have been begging for since Tulane in week one out of their system. Um, I want to say that they're going to come back with a vengeance and I think that they will, and they will play much better and they will play hard. Again, this is not quite as shocking as a Mike Leach team playing defense, but a Mike Gundy team plays defense. I'm going way out on a limb here on this one. I'm taking the Cowboys at home. I think that they are going to upset Boomer sooner. Give me Okie State in this one. I'm rolling with the defense, guys. All right. Uh, Brian? I don't think it's going out on a limb too far. Give me Oklahoma State Cowpokes to win this. I never vote against them. I ain't going to start now. <laughs> this is true. Lindsay, who you got? I'm with Brian and Josh. I also have Oklahoma <laughs> State to win. And just a friendly reminder, this is their last game as in-conference rivals. Oh, yeah. But if, if uh, everybody has their way, you're probably right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alan, go ahead and finish us up here. You know, this game is very interesting. If Oklahoma wins, we get to see the same game again next week. So there's that. We get to see part one and part two. God, there's the another thing. reason to root for the Cowboys. Who wants to see this thing twice? <laughs> um, Oklahoma State has the better defense. It's way better than anything Oklahoma has seen by leaps and bounds all season long. So I'll ride with the Cowpokes. I'll go 31-28 in a close one. All right, we are four for four on the Cowboys. Did not see that coming. No, I thought we'd have a little disagreement on that one. Probably do it. Um, yeah, because like but said, yeah. He's done it all year. Did not think we were going to go four for four against Boomer Sooner. 
No. Well, let's wrap it up with a few NFL rivalries on Sunday to just finish us off. The Philadelphia Eagles surprising and coming back, having a much better middle part of the season, five and six on the road to take on the New York Giants, who are playing right now. So they're listed at three and six. So they'll either be three and seven or four and six when this is over. That's your noon or one o'clock kickoff on the Fox channel, as it were. Uh, Lindsay, who you got, Eagles or Giants? Well, I, first of all, I'm not sure home field advantage plays a huge role in this game, similar region, relatively mobile fans. I think what will play the biggest role is that the Eagles have been running a lot or rather not passing as much. That's good for them. Not so much for the Giants, whose defensive specialty is stopping the pass. So that's not going to help them out this week. I also think that the Giants might be a little worse for wear. After uh, tonight's game with the Bucks, they might get beat up a little bit. So I like Philadelphia to win 27-23. All right, Alan, who you got? I mean, let's be honest, guys. The Eagles are improving. They're playing better football. Uh, they're just more consistent. I mean, the Giants, they play hard and they keep them close, but they're just not winning them. So I'll go with the Eagles 27-21. to All right, Brian. I'm going with the home team in this one, guys. I'm picking the Giants to win here based on defense. They're the number six defense in the NFL. I got to go with that. Give me the Giants. All right. Did not know that. Josh, who you got? You know, is there a is is there a hive with more scum and villainy than when these two teams play? Oh my God. Bunch of filthy animals both. Um I'm 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 gonna go, I'm gonna go with Jalen Hurts. Um he doesn't get it done in a way that is sustainable in the NFL. It's not always pretty, but he makes plays. Um, I, I, I think the Eagles and, and I'm with that. I think the Eagles are just a more consistent and improving team. And I, the giants that regi- there's going to be a regime change in, in, in Jersey. And so, yeah, get, uh, give me the Eagles. All right, we go to an afternoon game where it's a couple of AFC West teams ready to hook it up again. The Los Angeles Charter, 6-4 and four on the road to take on the 5-5 five and five Broncos. That's your 325-425 CBS. Josh, we'll start with you on this one. You're the AFC West expert. You know, um, all right, you talk about scum and villainy. Now we got the Chargers and, and the hated Denver Broncos, the first orange team that um, – Jesus taught me to hate. Um, the Broncos have Jesus ain't got nothing me. to do with these names. That's also <laughs> true. They are God forsaken. Um, you know, the Chargers were so good out of the shoot, and they have really tapered off. I thought the Broncos were going to be horrendous, and they're not very good. They're much better than I expected, but I think that the momentum coming off of that rally against um that that rally i think i think i like the chargers and la to get this one over denver and um to try and keep pace with you know kansas city who you know las vegas you know i apologize to the rest of the nfl we helped the chiefs find themselves and now we're gonna have to deal with those jag offs the rest of the season um but yeah give me the chargers in this one on the road all right brian who you got the Chargers give up too many points. The Broncos have a decent defense. I like the Broncos at home in the Mile High Stadium. Uh, I think that's going to cause some issues for the Chargers and, and Air Bear and his, his throwing. So give me the Broncos at home. All right, Lindsay. I think a little bit the opposite there, Brian. I don't think Broncos defense are going to be able to keep Justin Herbert in check, Air Bear. Um, I, I don't think it'll get out of hand at, or anything. It'll definitely be a close one, but I do like the Chargers to win this 28-27. All right, Alan. <sighs> uh, basically, it came down to flipping a coin on this one, and it landed on the Chargers. I'm not going to lie. So I have no no 
logic behind it. I'll take the Chargers twenty-four to twenty-three. That's as plenty of logic as you need. This this year's NFL, it's been that way. It, it seems like so. Well, well, we we've hit the sixty-four minute mark, and we're just now. It feel like me at the end of my half marathon. I'm just dragging across <laughs> the finish line, but here we are. This one ought to be uh, the couple teams that really do hate each other because one used to be the other one. This is the Cleveland Browns <laughs> six and five on the road to take on the Baltimore Ravens seven and three. This is your Sunday night seven twenty. 820 NBC game of the week. Lindsay, let's start with you. Well, neither Baker Mayfield nor Lamar Jackson are at 100% with injuries and illness. Uh, I think it'll be easier for Jackson to bounce back from a cold than it will for Mayfield to bounce back from all of his several injuries, I think, as the case may be. Also, even if Jackson is 100%, I think he has a stronger team to fall back on uh, and help fill in the gaps. So I'm guessing it'll be an ugly game, but give me Ravens with an ugly win, 24-18. All right, Alan. Everything with the Browns has been ugly this year. I'm going to tell you all a funny story. I'll make it quick. (laughs) So we have a family friend who's from Ohio, okay? My dad was at a charity auction, and he bought a um, framed Ozzie Newsome jersey that was signed to give to her as a gift. She refused the gift. Because she said, he's the general manager of the Ravens. I hate him. I will not put that in my house. That is epic. Oh. Ouch. That is Hathaway level spite right there. And and and, and God bless her children. Give them names. So, I'm here for it. Yep. So it's going to be ugly, but give me the, I'll take the Ravens 19 to 16 in a field goal kicking contest. All right. Josh, what do you say? I, I think I think Lindsay's right about this. She mentioned both quarterbacks being banged up, but even at full strength, I like what Baltimore's got around them more than than, than the Cleveland, um, and I like Lamar Jackson more than I like Baker Mayfield on and off the field. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be entertaining. I don't think it's going to be fun. I think Cleveland's going to fall to 500, and, and Baltimore is, is going to take that, um, that, that leg up there in the AFC North. Um, yeah, give, give me the Ravens in this one. All and, right, Brian. You know, they hate each other, and I hate both of them. Brian, finish this off. I'm going to take the original Browns to beat the new Browns, so give me that. <laughs> I love how we did that in code while I'm exhausted. You can't think of it. That's a perfect way to end this one. Well, it's been a heck of a show and a big plate for you. I hope your plates are full. I hope your families have a great Thanksgiving. And, of course, to my co-hosts as well, I hope all of you have a wonderful holiday. Thanks for hanging out with us here on The Gridiron Breakdown. Go to thegridironbreakdown.com. You find all the places you can find the show. And uh, you can track all of, uh, you know, Alan's pit hate from way back, all of uh, Brian's <laughs> Oklahoma State love uh, for reasons, all of uh, Lindsay's poor frustrations with Justin Fuente finally documented, <laughs> and all the AFC West teams, hell, all the AFC and NFC teams Josh hates throughout the year. <laughs> well documented <laughs> on the thing uh, here. We appreciate your support. It's been a lot of fun and glad to have you all here. College football season is pretty much done. Next week's conference championship time, and then it'll be time for the playoff rankings that actually matter. And I can't wait to be a part of that with all all of you. So once again, for Lindsay, for Brian, for Alan, for Josh, I'm Jay. Thanks for listening and watching the Gridiron Breakdown. We'll talk to you again soon. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for watching and listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. Visit thegridironbreakdown.com where you will find links to everywhere the show is featured. Give us a follow, a like, and subscribe to stay up to date with the show. Tune in next week for more analysis and opinions from our hosts.